You are Locked On Women's Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at both Locked On WBB and, of course, our 24-7 coverage of women's basketball at Summit Hoops, which you can download an app for, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, make us a part of your day every day. And I am here with someone who is a very common uh, occurrence on the summit uh, for very many reasons, both historic and also now with uh, the chart, the charted course she has in the field of coaching. And that's Katie Smith, newest head coach in the New York Liberty. Katie, how are you today? I'm great. And I appreciate um, having me on. And obviously all you do for women's basketball, it's appreciated. And it's my pleasure. Uh, now, I want to talk about, first and foremost, the decision that you made to choose coaching over dentistry and I know that's the family business and I know that's something that you thought would be the pathway for you and I, I you know it was a terrific piece that Michelle Vopel did about it uh, talking about this but I wonder what that was like for you personally to make that decision there's obviously two very different lifestyles <laughs> no kidding and that's probably what it was you know first of all when I started college um, with the idea pre-med, go to dental school, you know, there weren't any professional basketball leagues here in the States. It was go overseas um, and be an Olympian, and that was my main goal when I started college was I want to be an Olympian. I have to go overseas for a few years to keep playing and to make that happen. I'll do it, and I'll come back to school. But obviously when I ended up, 96 was my senior year, and that's when the, um, right when I graduated, the WNBA and the ABL both started. Mm-hmm. So, a little uncharted territory in a sense of not knowing that that would exist. Um, but I did apply to dental school, you know, got accepted, deferred it, um, you know, obviously because I wanted to play. And here we go. So I started playing, kept playing, and I, you know, dental school just didn't seem like I was going to go back. And, you know, I just didn't want to stop playing. I enjoyed playing. Um, you know, made decent money at it. was just, you know, it was a decent life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also loved what I was doing. So I also, during this time, always said, I don't want to coach. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do the same thing I've been doing. You know, just the time. It's flexible in a lot of things, pros and cons and everything, right? And Mm -hmm. and the same with basketball. I just felt like, you know, no, I don't want to do the same thing, you know, again and again and again. So, again, here we go. Played 17 years. (laughs) Um and I did go back and get my master's. I got my master's in diet, medical dietetics, mm-hmm. so it's a nutrition base, um, and something that goes along hand in hand in sports. But you know, I didn't start anything. I didn't um, create anything, and you know, I don't necessarily want to work in a hospital and whatnot. So we ended up. Bill's like, "Hey, come to New York, finish your season, your career here, and move on over to the coaching side." And I don't know if it's partly because I really, you know, I do love the game. Like I love being around basketball. Um, and I love learning about it. But it's also maybe it's a bit of procrastination on my part of not having anything else set up <laughs> so that that's where you're going to go. Um, so I think it's a combination of the two of maybe I procrastinated because I really wanted to still be around the game. Um, and that's how I kind of ended up <laughs> in this chair. <laughs> and, and I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this um, four-year span of um, my first kind of get my feet wet and then now really just you know diving in head first and just trying to be you know as good as I can it, it's a, a fun bit of understatement to have one of the great 
all-time careers that anybody's had as a player and now uh, to get a head coaching position and, and sort of write it off as procrastination. But fair enough, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it is in a sense, but a lot of us, I think a lot of players, sometimes you, you end up to the end and you're like, okay, you know, let's try it. And then sometimes you don't realize that you maybe really wanted to do it or still be around it. And I think that's because I know Mike Tebow, he'll say, He'll always, he's always told me, you're going to end up being a coach. You're going to end up being a coach. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And it's just, it's fun to, you know, people that watch you, you know, work with you, and they've seen it. They thought this is where I would end up. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's always been there. I love the game. I'm a student of the game. want to keep learning. And then, uh, you know, I just want people to, I want our players um, to enjoy their experience. I want them to get better, but I also want them to enjoy it. So, well, you know, as I said, I really appreciate the opportunity. I know there's a lot of people, a lot of my friends, a lot of people around this, you know, basketball world that what they always want is an opportunity, and I'm, you know, really blessed to have one uh, so quickly and in a, in a place like New York. What's interesting, it, it was by essentially universal acclaim and under, understood that it was a matter of time for you, like you said, when you were still a player uh, and even through coaching. But what I found really notable was when uh, Bill talked about, he said that it was time. And I'm wondering whether you feel as if now was the time, whether this has been something you've been ready for and it was time for the liberty. You know, how, what do you think of what that statement means and what does it mean to you? I think for, for him and I, you know, him and I have a really close relationship and very, you know, open. I think it was more over my four years um, of not taking charge, but coming in with information and sets and ideas and setting up practice. And, you know, we, we all, it was very much, as I said, I always appreciate Bill because he allows you to, to do whatever you can. He never is like, no, don't say anything. No, don't do this. He wants you to, to be vocal. He wants you to chime in. He wants you to come in with ideas. He may say no, and he may not, you know, which is fine, but he's still, I think it's more, you know, I question him. I mean, that's what my job, I thought, you know, as an assistant was, hey, what are we doing this? How are you doing this? Right. <laughs> sometimes he would, he would love it. Sometimes he'd be like, you know, it's not quiet, <laughs> which is fine. But that's my, you know, that was my job of throwing things at him. And at the end of the day, we go to work. Hmm. And um, I think he, you know, I think he showed me, and um, kind of, you know, set the tone a little bit about allowing me to, to have my voice and to really come in with ideas and be just proactive. Whatever you see, like, you know, throw it out there. Um, and I think he just, I think in that way, I think he, said, he thinks, I would think that's what he means is just like, you know, maybe my voice, I'm ready to maybe have my personality be the, I don't know, the, the voice. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm not sure. Well, and I guess to that end, when you talk about your personality and your voice, something that really strikes me is when when you look back at your playing career, I, you know, I just an easy, handy way to do it is you go by win shares. You have the fifth most win shares in the history of the league, and the four players ahead of you, none of them have coached. And, I mean, really, in, in so many different ways, you are the most accomplished player to make that jump to head coaching. Now, that's not always been the easiest thing for players yeah. who have had these top flight careers in any sport. And I, and I wonder yeah. how you uh, manage that because there's, and, and you know, this, there's, there's no slight on the players that we're talking about, but almost nobody you're going to be coaching uh, will have accomplished what you did or can play at the level that you did. How, how do you bridge that gap? And have you found that to be a challenge? 
I really haven't. And um, I think that partly it's my personality. Second of all, I think because I've played so long, you know, you go through these phases, right? You, you come into the league and it's, you're at your prime, right? Mm-hmm. You're just, you're the man and you're the, I mean, you're the star and everything rotates around you. Everything's about you in a sense, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and you, you navigate and also, you know, and then you go to a point where you're at your prime, but then you also now, you're, you're not so much on decline, but your role changes, right? So you got to figure out how you fit, but still impact what you're doing and, and impact the game and impact your team. And I think that's for me, you go through these, you grow. You grow as a, a player, you grow as a leader, a person. And then basketball-wise, you grow how important you are in all these different roles. Um, in, in being the star to then being a compliment player and, some, and coming off the bench or mm-hmm. you're regarding the best player, but you're not necessarily the go-to on offense. You know, as you go through this long period of time of playing, um, and then also for me, you know, I played one through five. Yeah. Like I, I moved. I was with Brian Agler. I played the four. I played the two, three. I was, I was a scoring guard when I first came in the league. I went to Detroit and ended up being a point guard, and it was no problem. And then so I've played every position, I think, and I appreciate the game and I think the game. So I don't know, and I'm not sure many people have done that, both physically or able and or, you know, able to necessarily think the game and I you know that's something I pride myself on um and I appreciate the opportunity I had so I don't know if it's just my perspective partly my personality of it's really not about me (laughs) and and it's try to take what I know and give it to them and it's not like hey this is what I would do it's more like we need to do this this is what will get us to win so I just try to keep myself out of it they ask a question, great. If not, it's really just about them and how we can get them to do, you know, what we need them to do and, and get them better. And I mean, that's what's striking to me is, you know, having had all that, uh, all that experience, you have that versatility. I, and and I guess I wonder when you go about putting together your staff, what is it you think that you are looking for, and what what do you, what do you think helps round out uh, skills that you're looking to to bring uh, to bear on this Liberty team? Well, the, the team, you know, we obviously are trying to find ways to, to personnel-wise get better. You know, and how, I think every team looks at their, their team and how, how can we add, um, whether in free agency, in the draft, and, you know, possible trades. Um, I really like our team. We have, I mean, a really, really solid base with great kids. I shouldn't call them kids, but great ladies. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I feel like we're, we have, a, a, I mean, a very, very <laughs> solid foundation. But of course, we're trying to, to add a piece here and there. Um, if we could in those ways. If not, we'll make sure that, you know, we're going to work hard to make sure that we, you know, are consistent and very, you know, attention to detail and execute on both ends and then obviously play hard and, and try to get ourselves over that hump of uh, making it to the semis. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll kind of go from there. Do you, do you think, you, you know, the personnel, it, it seems like it cuts both ways when you think about where the team has been over the last few years. Because at some level, you say, you know, this is a team that's winning constantly, uh, you know, mm-hmm. consistently 20-plus games and getting an opportunity to, you know, have relatively high seed in the playoffs. But when you kind of break down the roster and you look at how many 
how many all-stars, how many Olympians there are on an L.A., mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, on not, not even just Minnesota and L.A., but even uh, Connecticut coming up uh, through the ranks as well. Do you see the current personnel as something where there are big pieces that need to be added, or um, do you think that this can be done at the margins? I think we can do a little bit of both. It just depends on how what is available. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think it doesn't always. We, I mean, everybody has a wish list, um, and it would you know we'd love to just pick that off the shelf. But um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what we we can get done, and who would maybe want to come to our you know team. Um, but again, I just think you evaluate and try to get better. You try to add to what you have. Um, but again, if you can't get something major. Then you you try to figure out just how to make the team better in general, and then on top of that, all that aside, you just try to become a better team. I think we can come, become a more consistent team. I think LA and Minnesota have been the most consistent teams in our league. If we're more consistent, we may have the second best record. You know what I mean? If we if we box out all the time, if we rebound hard, if we you know those are things like the game here and there may put us in the position that would get us where we want to be. So, you know, even, even say no additions, nothing, you know, that personnel wise, then I still think there's ways that we can get better as a basketball team. What do you think schematically we can expect out of a Katie Smith team? Are there changes or are there particular ways that you would like to put your own imprint on just both offensively and defensively in a way that might differ uh, from what we've seen out of the Liberty the last few years? You know, defense is going to be pretty similar. I pretty much ran everything with, um, you know, Bill gave me the, the range for that. Right. Uh, maybe a little bit more creative, maybe junk, you know, probably throw diff some different schemes out there every once in a while, depending on matchups or who we're facing. Um, you know, definitely want us to, as I said, boxing out is going to be crucial. Something we really want to harp on. And then um, offensively, just you know, it's not going to not going to recreate the wheel, but I really want us to be better at um, reading each other and taking advantage of what the defense gives us, and and really you know having um, everybody be kind of a playmaker, whether it be with the ball or without or. Uh, making the pass, but everybody just being engaged, having the ball move, uh, where everybody's a threat to make the defense work. Um, and I think that's just where, you know, I think I really want, I, I would really like that is just where everybody is a threat and we're taking advantage of the, what the defense is giving us. I mean, it kind of mirrors uh, what you were as a player in a lot of ways where you played, even when you were point guard, more of a lead guard, more of a combo position, uh, and, and the team had this sort of point guard by committee. But obviously, you know, you lose a Brittany Boyd early in the season last year. That's such a big problem, uh, not just offensively because of the type of speed she has, but also the fact that she is such a defensive playmaker and among the top 10 mm -hmm. in steal percentage in, you know, both of her full seasons uh, in the league. Do you see her as central to uh, the way this offense runs next year at this point? Yeah, I think she's, um, the way she came in, you know, this past season was, um, I mean, just in great shape. Yeah. Her mental, you know, was just solid, like really just came in just a year, a year wiser, a year, you know, kind of savvy. Um, yeah, she just brings a tenacity, a toughness, um, some speed, uh, she just is like she disrupts things and makes things happen, and, and her energy is just so so uh, contagious. 
which is is missed, and and it is helpful that we have um, that she can get in there and break down the defense, mm-hmm. push tempo on, and in uh, in the full court. And then on the other end, when she wants to, when she locks in um, on defense, I mean, she is a problem. Um, mm-hmm. She'll chase anybody off screens and or on ball. So she's, um, I'm looking forward to it. I know this is frustrating for her. Um, you know, having another injury that's basically kept her out almost a, you know, six eight months, maybe more. And um, I just know that she'll probably have a, she'll come in. You know, she was able to watch the team and be around them in that capacity and. I think she'll grow even more, and um, I think she's just even be more hungry to be on the floor and really contribute and do it, you know, whatever's best for the team. But she she has a lot of intangibles and basketball that she brings uh, to our team. Yeah, no question. And and uh, of course, the other way to see the team improve internally is from particular leaps of uh, specific players. And so I'm curious about a, a couple of the under players who. We're at the edges of the rotation over the past year or two, uh, one being Amanda Zowie B and the other being Rebecca Allen. And I wonder what you think the next step can be for both of them. You know, I think, you know, Beck flat out can shoot it. You know, long, athletic, very comfortable, you know, a great rebounder. Is really um, best in like the open floor, mm-hmm. uh, flying around, a little bit of free movement. You know, she's she just is very good at reading. So trying to find opportunities to take advantage of that, but also love to get out and run. I would love to get the ball, you know, and with Boyd and, and whether pushing with the ball or kicking it ahead and having people fly as soon as we get a rebound and go. So I think that would help her. Um, but having her on the floor is in running her off of stuff and her one dribble pull-up, she's got a rip move. She has to be more um, – Discipline to use it. Sometimes she'll she'll go to her, back to her favorite move. Um, but no, I think she, you know, I think her biggest thing is just being more consistent on defense. I think the offensive end is something that she's very comfortable and can uh, produce. Um, but the defensive end is where she's gotten better. But being able to guard some of these top players, you're going to be ended up guarded by more. And you have Pratt, and you have folks that are just you know do a nice job. And you know that's where she has to be the most consistent. And she's really really put a lot of time into that. It's gotten better. Uh, and then Zowie, you know, she she's instant instant something. She's, you know, the one thing is is that she she needs fouling is where um, it really hurts her. Mm-hmm. She'll get a quick foul or two, um, and then she has to come out. So there's no she doesn't get any extended time uh, where she can she can get her feel scoring wise. But also it's tough coming off the bench because if you miss your first two shots, then it's probably like all right, you know, come on out. You know, get the, you know somebody back in. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on somebody coming off the bench too. But she's a very good basketball player. Reads things very well. Good help defender. Um, and, and you know, really, really rebounds and runs. So and, and also stretches the floor. So if we can get her to, you know, kind of limit her fouls, um, and then be solid on the defensive end and just make people score over her and get rebounds and play, <clears throat> she can get more minutes. And um, she's definitely somebody who's going to make things happen. And I, I guess at the center of it all, I, you know, obviously, you know, Tina and Sugar have been really significant parts of what you're doing here. And Tina in particular, uh, first of all, I know that she is a, a free agent. I know that Corin is a possibility. I, I assume you don't have any doubt in your mind that she's back next year and at the center of this team? I would, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I, when you think about Tina being a top five player, uh, in this league, 
Is there anything else that she could be doing, you think, above and beyond? As someone who, you know, has obviously raised her, her defense to another level, uh, her passing, it, it's hard to imagine, uh, you know, when she has such a broad-based game. Or do you think that for this team to get from here to there, that it, it is a lot more about just putting pieces around what Tina already does? I mean, she's, she's improved her game, and that's one thing, you know, it's been fun to watch is the work she's put in, you know, really. I mean, she's expanded her range and putting the ball on the floor and, and challenging herself on the defensive end. So there's so many things that she does that, you know, she's worked her tail off to get there. Of course, I think there's she can better passing, swinging the ball, reading the defense a little easier. I'd like her, you know, really understanding when to get on the block and when to, you know, pop and shoot the jump shot. You know, don't take it easy on some people. Um, setting picks, you know, you know, executing and setting picks and timing, sometimes waiting for her picks so that she can have a better opportunity to get open. Mm. So just those little things for her I think can be better. Um, but in general, I mean, Tina really is um, – she's tough, 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 and she brings a lot to our team. Um, but, again, I'll be a little nitpicky uh, with her and everyone uh, for those little things because I think that's what's going to separate um, – that it already does separate the, the cream of the crop from everybody else. So no, no uh, those are the things that I'll, I'll hop, harp on um, <laughs> with her. I mean, she may take a, you know, she can take a, a bad shot more than maybe some others. and You know, you, she gets a pass, and we understand that. But there's some things, whether it's running back on defense or executing, things like that, that everybody's going to be, you know, that's, that's what we want from everyone. And I, and I guess the the last part about the defense is when, you know, Kia Stokes has been such a significantly key part of when this team has played at its best, both on the defensive end and also just rebounding as well. Uh, you know, she she was frustrated about her up and down season last year. And, and, and you know, Bill expressed that publicly as well. Do you have any sense as to why that happened, what happened, and ways in which you get the more consistent uh, Kia Stokes that uh, perhaps you saw out of her, especially, you know, in 2016? Yeah, I think, you know, Kia probably even tell you, you know, going overseas last year and then coming into camp, um, maybe with a little out of shape. And when that happens, because we don't have a very long training camp, it's really no time to get in shape. Hmm. It was just put it behind the eight ball. So she was always, you know, doing extra workouts, trying to trying to do some other things to get her where she needed to be, and that's just so hard in in our in our league. So I think she just, you know, and she was frustrated. She knew, you know, and I think she'll. I'm anxious to see. I know she's overseas again. I think she's going to come back, um, ready to go. Um, and I know, you know, I know she was she was disappointed in the inconsistency. Um, but I'm excited to see what she does. You know, the one thing with Kia is yeah, she does all all those things, but she's wanted to have a a chip on her shoulder where it's just like she just wants to let people know she's there every single possession, like hit somebody, rebound somebody, right. try to put your chest in them, um, but also look to score. We need, we need her um, and Kia Vaughn, our fives, uh, to put the ball in the hole and yeah. in a variety of ways. It's going to be rebound. You can run the floor. It can be post-ups, um, shooting a 15-footer. We need them to look at the basket and be a threat. So, you know, I hope that, uh, and I know that's always been, you know, from Connecticut on has is, is been the, the one thing that you would love out of her, but I, I think she'll come back ready to roll and be in a better um, place 
and, and ready to go from the beginning. And I'm uh, looking forward to it. And underrated as an efficient scorer when she does it, but you're you're right. It's it's not something. That's but she needs. There. We just need her to look at it. And exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, you can. I mean, skilled, 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 and it's just um, just want her to have the mentality, and that's you know that's a lot of times with players you need a mentality um, on that end. And uh, but we'll you know again as I said I think this is I think she'll come in ready to go and looking forward to it. So, just in terms of the player who you could add next year, I couldn't help but notice that when there was a media event in Columbus, uh, there was one Katie Smith who was there uh, talking about the Final Four. Uh, obviously, uh, that is a town that you are uh, somewhat familiar with <laughs> from your <laughs> collegiate career. But uh, I'm wondering how much and how often uh, you're going to be spending looking at the talent coming out of what is a very, very deep draft and offers the potential really for impact players uh, beyond uh the lottery in, in, in a way that's reminiscent to my mind of uh, the way you were able to get uh, Kia and Brittany out of the 9 and 11 pitch back in uh, 2015. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, you know, just we'll get out and about, obviously, here in Columbus. We've got uh, top 10 teams here this coming weekend. We have UConn, mm-hmm. Ohio State, Louisville, and, and Stanford all here in Columbus uh, for the uh, kind of kickoff of the season, um, countdown to. Uh, Columbus, but also I, I was lucky enough because the U23 um, last year USA Basketball put on an event with uh, the you know 23 and under, which were all college kids, and um, got to see a, a, a nice chunk of uh, some of the top seniors. Some weren't there, but um, it was nice to see them all in one place playing against each other. Um, and then we'll we'll get out and about, you know, throughout the the nation, watching games and watching players. And again, we'll do what everybody does is rank them and see what who we what we need and try to watch the players that we think will be there when we're drafting and uh, have a really good idea of what you know who everybody is and what they bring and then when the day comes we'll try to get the best uh best player for ourselves I, I, there's uh, a certain Ohio State guard who uh, could certainly help you get out and transition more, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, no, but I, I'm not sure she'll be there. But. No, <laughs> I, think, I think that might be a tough thing. Well, Katie Smith, uh, I'm so happy for you. I, I know I, I share that feeling with uh, basically everyone. And so congratulations and certainly wishing you all the best of luck. Uh, and I look forward to talking to you plenty in the years ahead. Well, I appreciate it, Howard. Thank you very much.